All right, welcome to the seventh Power Hour podcast on June twenty seventh. Uh, hey, I have a question. Just, I have a question before we get this started. Is there a rule no, no that question. you guys have to be eating during a podcast? <laughs> I'm the only one who doesn't eat the entire time. It's dinner eat. time. Yeah, and I managed to move that out of the way and clear my schedule. I'm just eating peanuts. All right, so the Sox came off of uh, well, they lost today. They ended their, they made it an eleven-game winning streak. Well, they didn't um, lose as much as the Cubs won. The what Cubs did pretty well. Yeah, the Cubs actually did play well. And if you guys mm-hmm. noticed, uh, I'm not sure if you saw. Yeah, them eleven games before that stay. Eleven games, fourteen out of fifteen <laughs> wins. Meister, can you hear me? Yeah. Did you notice I was ignoring you? I was gonna bring up an actual a valid point here. Okay. I was just gonna just gonna see if you know all two of our listeners noticed that today, late in the game, I want to say the seventh inning, maybe they showed the Cubs bullpen and showed newly called up minor leaguer Brian Schlitter in the bullpen. Um, I just like to point out the fact that I played baseball with him in high school and football, actually. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, we can go on now. Good name drop. Thanks. All right. So, uh, yeah, today's game, Cubs top the White Sox eight to six. Uh, six eleven and zero for the good guys. Eight fourteen and zero for the bad guys. But uh, with yesterday's win, that was four out of the six for the series, and the Sox are now the proud owners of the BP Cup. <laughs> so Nate and I were talking a little bit before. Is that something you actually want to win? No. No. <laughs> no, it's it's almost like you're losing for winning. <laughs> First of all, anybody that had to sit through any one of those games is a loser. Um, I am one of them. I actually went to probably the best played game, um, but to have to watch those two teams play baseball is just painful. <laughs> I don't. The Sox they're turning it around. Yep, gotta love gotta love filling the schedule with the Cubs, Nationals, and Pirates. That's, those stretches will always help, except for if you're the Cubs, because we can't oh, play yeah. this year. And you can't play yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Valid points on my part. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ozzy joked today that maybe the Sox should move to the National League, given their success this month. Uh, and he said to make it even, they could just have the Cubs move to the American League. Well, we would have to. Uh, we would not have to produce nearly as good of a team if we moved to the National League. Mm-hmm. Or if we just got a if we just got into division with the uh, pirates, na- pirates and nationals, that would also help us. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, though, I mean, you got to give them the credit, right? They beat the Braves. They swept the Braves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, they did I, beat the Braves. They they are playing better baseball right now. Yeah, like they the the team legitimately looks better. But why why do we play the Pirates every year in our league play? We don't. I I feel like we play the Pirates a lot in our league play. No, I'm not even sure how they structure it now. What they used to do initially was you played, like, your so-called rival, which is fine for us. We have two teams in the same city. Not everybody actually has an actual rival. (laughs) And then you played most of the teams from one division. So, like, the NL Central played the AL Central. Yeah, I thought it was still that way. And then they they rotate. Well, no, I mean, because you guys played, you know, the the Braves and the Nationals are are in the NL East, and the Cubs and the Pirates are in the Central. 
I'm yeah. not really sure. I don't remember exactly when that changed. That was sometime fairly recently. Um, I don't remember exactly why that changed either. I'm sure it made a lot of sense. I'm almost sure that it didn't make any sense because it was. I think teams in your division should have like a, you know a relatively comparable schedule. I guess I don't know. I, I'm confused. Actually, I'm the, Cubs have, the Cubs have played a lot of the AL West, and then I think it was just the AL West and you guys. That, that shouldn't be a bad uh, unless you got like the uh, Rangers. The AL West isn't really very good right now either. I guess the, well, we have the Rangers. We have the Rangers. That's the one. He saw the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did go. Uh, yeah, you were wearing a White Sox jersey, right? Oh, I have to say that my that I want to bring that up. My uh, my MLB uh, curse streak is over. I went to the Astros Rangers game on Saturday, and the Rangers won. Nice. Were you wearing the Krasinski jersey? No, I didn't have I didn't have any baseball paraphernalia on me. I. Uh, the fantasy baseball podcast I listen to, and yep. why I listen to a fantasy baseball podcast doesn't make any sense because I don't have a fantasy baseball team. But, <laughs> but the one I, the fantasy baseball podcast I was listening to, uh, the uh, the consensus was that the the White Sox were not going to keep Przinsky around, and that apparently they have a very good uh, catching prospect in the minors right now that they will bring up. So if, if Przinsky isn't if they don't get rid of Przinsky by the trade deadline, like he's not going to be back next year, was what they uh, was what they were saying. Really? Because he's turned it around too. He's been hitting a lot better. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to want to pay the money for him. Yeah, is really it. Yeah. Why do the Twins get to keep Mauer? Uh, Joe Mauer is a lot better than AJ. <laughs> not in my book. And I would rather keep Paul Canerco and Mark Burley than uh, than AJ. Though I like AJ a lot. AJ's got spunk. <laughs> spunk can mean a lot of different things. Um, I guess. It's got the good kind of spunk. Right. Uh, enough uh, Enough bizarre AJ Krasinski trade talk, though. <laughs> okay. Should we talk about Zambrano? Sure. You want to talk about Zambrano, Chris? You want to say yeah, anything about that, Michelle? Did you guys see Upton today in the Tampa game? I, I saw the highlights of Upton, yeah. What, when he blew up in the dugout? Yeah, there was very, I mean, I guess kind of similar. You know, it was just another huge issue. In fact, did he play the rest of the game then? They didn't really clarify that. I'm going to Not find sure. that they, they just never, they kind of just brushed over it, and they made a point to mention that the Cubs took Zambrano out right away. Yeah, Upton had four bats. He must have played. No, um, what was the word done about Zambrano? I don't know. He's a hothead. He's not even good anymore. Okay. He's just, he's just a big... He's just a big, fat, angry man. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to update your over-under, Nate? I'm, I'm feeling really good about the White Sox right now. Knock on wood. And we'll we'll even say that I'm I think we might be able to do a uh, playoff push. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for a playoff push. So uh, so mid August, check back with me, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how I'm feeling. I don't think I'm giving up on them this year. Okay. All right, I think I'm gonna have faith the whole season now. Are you gonna have faith even if they uh, 
even if they trade I, I guess if they just trade AJ and then oh they, no if they trade AJ they're screwed if they trade AJ and call up a minor league prospect I, but that's going to mess up your pitching staff to do that in the middle of the season right can you just swap catchers in the middle of the season and have it not affect things I don't even know Chris you played baseball in high school I don't school. know somebody who's apparently very good at baseball what do you think of what if you just switch a uh, if you just switch a catcher in the middle of the season does that mess up your uh, entire pitching staff um a lot of pitchers are different with that where they are I mean they are comfortable I know like you know for years Maddox used to always prefer to have when he, like, when he came for that second step with the Cubs he preferred to have uh, Henry Blanco beats catcher a lot of those guys are personalized catchers but the way those guys move up I mean when you're moving up through the minor leagues you're throwing to a different catcher all the time your backup catcher's going to be going in no, it shouldn't be that different. It's honestly more of a, uh, of a stretch for the catcher to get used to handling new pitchers. I don't think it shouldn't change the pitching staff that much unless, you know, that specific catcher works and, and has some sort of relationship with those pitchers. It's different or beyond the ordinary. I think it's possible, but I'd say overall probably not. It might take a little while, but no, it's not that detrimental. All right. Well, I mean, I suppose some of it depends on the pitching coach, but I mean, there's a... Yeah. Like, I, think, I think it was Charles Johnson who uh, played for the White Sox for a while in the, Marin, or in the Marlins when they won their World Series and everything like that, mm-hmm. who was, like, known for, like, being really horrible at calling games, I guess. And so I, I guess if you get that guy, but, I mean, you know, he's I guess he's going to be bad at calling games no matter what. Or at least that's... Yeah, I, I think more... I think too, a little too much gets put on that. I think guys can call good games... And likewise, there has to be some sort of credit or, or blame to go around, I guess, when they don't call a good game. But the pitcher has the ability to shake off and change the catcher's decision. So, yeah, catchers can call good games, but I think if they're you know, constantly calling bad games, you, you got to, I don't know, the pitching staff has to just do something different. They, can, they have the ability to shake them off and throw whatever pitch they want. So, right. I just thought I'd drop it. But pitchers usually don't shake their catchers off, though, or at least that much. Maybe, maybe I no, just don't. Right. They don't, but they can. Yeah, they can, I guess. I suppose that's true. All right. This was a really educated uh, insider's look at uh, <laughs> Not sure. Is Mike Snow still even paying attention to us? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Do <laughs> uh, you want to move on? People, people listen to us for the. Not uh, much more to say other than the White Sox are awesome. Yeah, right people listen to us for the expert opinion. Yeah, that or the truth. It was in-depth analysis. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hawk said prototypical duck snort in one of the games. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that. that. Yeah. Oh, and I think I just re- you sent you texted me that the other day. I just responded, "You're a duck snort." <laughs> uh, oh, that would have been a good time to have the Jersey Shore up. Oh well, drop the ball there. Yeah. You gotta get better at these drafts. Come on. Sorry, yeah, I didn't even have the web page up. Chris McCann, next time we go out together, since we which normally be, don't which ever, will be this weekend. It will be this weekend, but since we don't ever normally try talking to girls, let's just start walking up to girls and using hawkisms. I can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> I guess I, I guess it would be even better to right do it where there's no chance of the girls understanding what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of funny, but I don't know if I could talk like Hawk. I might punch myself in the face by accident. 
I don't think you'd have to do it very long if your opening line was "Big crooked number goes up on that board." I love crooked numbers. <laughs> though, though, if the girl thinks it's funny, that would be bad news. Yeah, then I'd yeah. have to run like hell. <laughs> you got nowhere to go. Yeah, they're 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 clearly a serial killer, and uh, you need to get away from them. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about General McChrystal at all? Do I want to talk about General McChrystal? Yeah, do you in the in the veterans in the the veteran correspondent? So, oh yeah, let me pull up that email. So, right, I think our listeners are all aware, but right, he obviously uh, interviewed in Rolling Stone magazine. Said some said some things. Him and his staff said some things about the president and some other leaders in Washington that were not nice. For example, calling Vice President Biden Vice President Bite Me. <laughs> Uh, not something so you really want to say, and that's going to get published. <laughs> so they're witty as well as. Uh, <laughs> he also said Obama looked uncomfortable at their first meeting at the Pentagon, and and disengaged. I believe. Yeah, yeah, the disengaged comment. Um, but you know, I read the whole. Art- Did you read the whole article? Did I, Nate? No, I. I okay. Well, you know, I actually read the whole article, and it really wasn't that bad. Uh, well, for one thing, most of most of the stuff that people were mad about wasn't said by McChrystal himself it was said by AIDS right. and then also the rest of the piece too I mean it, it painted him as a you know really sharp general you know had good command of his troops and everything right uh, a, a few unfortunate slips were they were like unattributed AIDS though too right or did they identify the AIDS yeah the AIDS weren't even identified right so I mean I could have just made this up then, right <laughs> Right. Yeah, and then I read later. I don't know how much of this is true either, but they were saying you know all that, a lot of that stuff was off the record and shouldn't have been published, uh, yeah. taken out of context, stuff like that. And so I sent you this quote, Nate, because it reminded me of you. Um, so Crystal was talking to some of the troops who didn't really understand. These are the guys that were supposed to be like killing terrorists, and he put all these restrictions in place because you know they didn't want to kill anybody innocent. And uh, so this troops talking to him, and he says, or I guess probably talking to the magazine. He says, "I get coin. I get all that." The crystals come here, explains it, it makes sense. But then he goes away on his bird, and by the time his directors get passed down to us through Big Army, they're all fucked up. Either because somebody is trying to cover their ass, or because they just don't understand it themselves. But we're losing this fucking thing. And uh, that reminded me of something you would say, Nate. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that, that's a big <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't come up with a response to that. That wouldn't have just been uh, me <laughs> angrily about... Uh, about how obnoxious the army is. So, so for a background uh, story, even though I, I'm going to pretend like people who listen to this podcast aren't just uh, our friends. Yeah. But, uh, but I served uh, last year at this time I was in Afghanistan. I, I did a, a tour of service in Afghanistan as a uh, police mentor and uh, Afghan army advisor. Yeah. And so I was on the uh, front line of the uh, counterinsurgency strategy and I went through like a I was I was taught by an army captain when I was in Kansas during my train up who actually had a master's degree in counterinsurgency from Oxford and things like that. So the army is the army is very very serious about coin and they at least the instruction I got on a coin for the most part was very very good like classroom based instruction like like okay. college college course like level stuff. Um yeah, and then and then yeah, I I've spoke to generals a couple times. Uh, generals always left me with a uh, very unclean, sleazy feeling, like after you <laughs> talk to like your congressman, yeah, or uh, or senator kind of thing, where it's just like, 
where you understand that they're just like hedging and gaming the whole way and there's there's nothing really real about them they're all just they're all just politicians yeah and, that's what i've heard when you get up to that level right yeah they are they're they're all politicians in the end they're all after their their next star uh, and all that and it's I, I, I never I never liked dealing with them and saying that they're saying that they they never felt like they were in touch at all or if they were they just didn't give a fuck yeah uh, but no in, in general doctrine passed down by the army well I mean you know it because it, it's up to you on the ground how it is and it's you know most of the time you don't have cameras there at least in Afghanistan you didn't have cameras there in Iraq maybe but yeah. In Afghanistan, there's no cameras. So, so how how you do the rules of engagement? Because we've been dumping more and more troops in there, and then our, the rules of engagement in Afghanistan have been getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Like when I was still over there, uh, if you if you had air support, which my group never ever did, unless we were, you know, going with, you know, unless we were rolling around like a yeah different group. So uh, Obama had to fire McChrystal, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, can you have right? I mean, because it was public, he came out saying things are kind of insubordinate. Uh, if you if you didn't have if you didn't have Petraeus there mm-hmm. as your uh, ready made backup, then I I don't think he has to. This is right, doesn't he lose doesn't he lose some of his effectiveness though? Now that people think that McChrystal doesn't respect Obama, does McChrystal? I don't think so. I I don't. No, I, I don't think so. None of that in, in the military just it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't change. It wouldn't change how anybody does anything on the ground, whether or not they feel like McChrystal had Obama found. Like like this is something that was made a big deal out of. That in reality, it it really doesn't matter who's at the top of the army. You're going to follow the orders that come down to you, or you're not going to follow the orders that come down to you. The general doesn't matter at all. Okay. Yes, I had sex. Like, hello. You're going to have sex if you're into somebody. It's natural. <laughs> that was... Wow. That was Excellent nonsense. point. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get McCann back here. He just wanders off all the time. He's like your old grandpa. You got to keep an eye on him. Or... <laughs> Thanks for that comparison. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the room. <laughs> all right. Well, we obviously we need to talk about Entourage. Is there anything we want to talk about before we get to Entourage? Uh, I don't know. We could the, the the only the only other thing that you had listed on your wave was uh, what what do we have? Uh, what else do we have on the wave? Blues Brothers and then BP. I don't know, but if this yeah. match yeah. tennis, there was the longest tennis match ever this week. Yeah, we could talk about. That. Oh, I wanted to ask I you. Uh, I'm trying to be good because this podcast has been pretty horrible so far. Just <laughs> <laughs> be completely honest with you. I'm, uh, I'm a fair assessor of my own work. Sure. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, I wanted to ask you, do you think with America, right, they made it at least to the second round of the World Cup, do you think soccer is going to be more popular now in, U- in the United States? Yes. Did you did you watch any of the World Cup, McCann? Yeah. Okay. I mean, reluctantly, but I did. Yeah. He is with Andy. <laughs> you had to keep uh, our entertained. Yeah, I watched. Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched the U.S. games. Uh, personally, I just I find soccer incredibly boring. Um, but yeah, I mean, I watched the U.S. games. They were entertaining enough. I was able to get through them. 
which I wasn't before. Uh, I mean, I, I saw some things that I just couldn't believe, like in the, uh, the U.S., I think it was the Algeria game. Uh, we had a shot shortly after that goal was waved off where Altidore had the ball right in front of the goal bar. I mean, he was 20 feet from the goal, uh, and the goalie was completely out of position, and he might have overshot the goal by 30 feet. I just couldn't imagine that. I, I didn't think that was possible. I don't know how you could possibly miss by that much in a wide open net, and that just didn't help my uh, feelings toward it. Hey. Hey, Nate's back. All right. Was I just rambling to myself? No, I heard you. Nate, for some reason, Nate dropped off. That's fine. I didn't really make any good points anyway. No, we got it. It's on. It's going out to the fans. I know. I'm That comment was tonight. Do America. Oh. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the game we play like what every four years, right? Is yeah. will this make soccer more popular? Um, Did we I play think it four it, years ago. What Are people asking that four years ago? Yeah, well, not four years ago because we embarrassed ourselves. But after two thousand two, when we made the quarterfinals and we beat Mexico and everything like that, that was like a big thing. Um, I think I think this will make the World Cup more popular. I think people will like watching the World Cup more now. Yeah. I think it might also boost the soccer popularity in the short term. Well, I think soccer's kind of gradually been gaining some fans. I think more young kids are playing soccer now. I don't know. I, 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 played, soccer. I played soccer when I was younger. I, I think about 100% of people our age almost played soccer when they were younger, at least at least in the suburbs. And then, like, most, most everybody I knew to like soccer. That's true. That's true. The problem is not kids playing soccer. Yeah. With the popularity of the sport, it's it's the uh, it's like the America's. Uh, I mean, okay, so like, why? I, I guess do we want to get to why soccer is not more popular? It's because we we don't have like a legitimate like we have a league, but that, we have better sports. We have better sports like uh, like yeah. football, and baseball, football, baseball, basketball. I, I I think I don't know hockey better sports yeah we could we could throw hockey into there hockey see hockey's a lot more like soccer though yeah yeah but I had to say that because the Blackhawks just won the Stanley Cup that's true in case anybody forgot <laughs> I, I was aware um as as far as people watching soccer if it if it continues to get easier to watch like top top-end soccer. So if it gets easier to watch the European leagues, I think it will become more popular. Um, the MLS serves a very important role, but it's not, you know, like, the, the majority of the people at fire games, like the couple I've been to, and I haven't been to a fire game in four years, were mostly Hispanic. And from my understanding is that they still mostly support the club teams from the countries they came from. So if they came from Mexico, they're still supporting Club America, you know, that kind of stuff. And, I mean, they're watching the fire because they clearly, you know, can't drive to Mexico City to go watch Club America, drive to a, a neighborhood around Midway to watch the fire play or wherever they're at right now. So, so go. I don't know. Everybody, everybody in America plays soccer. Not everybody in America watches soccer. I don't think this is going to make people necessarily more interested in the Premier League. And uh, it's not going to help us generate better soccer talent or anything like that. So, 
there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about that. I was going to ask you. <laughs> right on. Um. All right, let's get an entourage, I think. All right, let's do cool. it. Hey, yep. let's start off this entourage discussion with a recap of what happened in the end of last year for some of us. Okay, let me, like let me, me play. Don't let me play a clip real quick, and then we'll do that. Sure. Hope you're happy too. Do I look happy? What's wrong? Has so much cum been squirted in those eyes? I guess he was right in front of your face. Amanda Daniels takes that job. Vince is fucked, and I'm fucked. We're all fucked, and we're fucked in the way you like to get fucked, not fucked in the way that normal people like to get fucked. So what are you gonna do now? I don't know what I'm gonna do. Not a word to anyone, boy. All right, I just wanted to play an Ari quote. All right, good deal. We uh. We're now mildly homophobic. Actually, that wasn't even mildly homophobic, was it? Yeah, the gay pride parade, parade was, tur- was today. There was an article in my GQ about how not to act homophobic, but I didn't read it. So maybe next week. <laughs> if you're reading that article, aren't you very, very homophobic then? Um, possibly. Yeah. The the on the cover it says, "Is it okay to call your friend a queer bot? How about a gay wad?" Clearly, you need our, <laughs> clearly you need our handy guide to homophobia. I can't. Wow. Believe- and see this in the supermarket and uh, up immediately. That, that yeah. teaser is just so good. Uh, so last season ended with um, Vince had a new movie but it wasn't shooting for a few months. He's going to fly to Italy or something. I thought the movie was going to shoot in Italy. Maybe that was it. But he still had some time off right in between. when It was, still wasn't starting right away, I don't think. Right. Uh, and then Drama got a TV show. He got a, he got a holding contract. A holding contract, that's right. So he's going to Italy or wherever with Vince. Um, Jamie Lynn broke up with Turtle, and he was going to go. He was on the plane to go see her in New Zealand. New Zealand, uh, but she didn't want to see him. So now he's going to go to Italy and hang out with Vince. And E and Sloan are engaged. E works for Murray at the managing agency, right? Uh, and he got Bob Saget to sign by letting Saget fuck on Murray's desk. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Ari has his own agency now. So, uh, yeah, lots of drama is going to happen this season. These guys are all in a tough spot. <laughs> I know it's compelling, isn't it? I really feel like it can relate to all of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ari. I mean, Ari's agency just expanded, right? Like Barbara Miller is still part of Miller Gold, but they had to change. They're going to have. Yeah, to they're change. co-owners, right? Because she funded it. Right, but but he was able to buy. Uh, Terrence's agency. He bought Terrence's agency, that's right. Yeah, he bought Terrence's agency, and the stipulation was that they had to keep the name. Uh, Terrence McEwick Associates. Yeah, did Ari agree to that? I can't remember. Yeah, Ari did. Ari Ari eventually... Agreed to what? To keep the McEwick agency name. So, TMA. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was was like a big selling point, because uh, he had Ari in there to... uh, to talk about it, and then Ari's like, "Yeah, great, I'm gonna buy your agency for 100 million or whatever." And then Terrence is like, "And I need you to keep the name." And like he like tried to slip it in at the last second, and then Ari right. ballistic. Um, and actually, it, it it was a really good scene because Terrence actually came off as human at the end, where this was like his legacy. Kind of was seeing this agency kept as TMA. It wasn't even something vindictive like Ari assumed, and the uh, viewer was led to assume when, when demand was first leveled. So what's gonna happen this season? Any predictions? Uh, I don't know. I think we don't. I think Jamie Lynn's done, right? 
she was yeah. she's too she's too famous to actually do another season. Right. Yeah. Her her arc as herself is over. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. They're a good couple. You think Turtle gets a new girlfriend this year? I think he's I think he's gonna bang co-eds for a while, and then Turtle's Turtle's always been kind of like a sleazy but like a nice guy, and it's gonna start to bother him. I, I I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be really unhappy with where Turtle's character goes because he's gonna be like cute and sensitive even more so than he is. I don't know. I think I like Turtle. That's because you're a chick. I'm, what I'm not gonna like is drama. <laughs> with the holding contract because I never like drama he's got and good stuff. I don't he just annoys me he he whines all the time <laughs> he's got he's, just, he's funny major, looking he's got some major wanks ooh funny looking good <laughs> let's let, let's get to the heart of this you just you don't <laughs> like his hair his fashion sense is uh is bad uh yeah, I don't know. So, do you think they're gonna? Is are they gonna actually show Vince shooting this movie, or is it gonna be like when they did Gatsby and we come back and it's already like been out and it was a blockbuster hit already? Um, I mean, they don't have anything on the line if this movie's not a hit, right? No, because like, that was that was like part of them, you know, splicing in stuff like uh, stuff from Medellin was that it was actually you were actually interested in whether or not the movie did well. Like, you, you'd like it to do well just for Vince's ego. Right, um, I I think it's it, it's kind of predictable, but it'd be more interesting if the movie didn't do well. But I'm I I think really like the the only the only way you can take this plot line right is like Vince and Ari growing apart because Ari's not going to be paying as much attention to Vince anymore, and maybe oh that could happen yeah maybe sliding a new agent in because I I've been thinking about because they kind like, of foreshadowed that in season five right right. Right, you you might you might do that. Uh, I mean, that was it, a great episode, by the way. Remember the season five episode when Ari's going to like Germany or wherever with with uh, the rich guy, and then Vince is going somewhere with the models, and they show them right. like parking the ways. Yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes ever. That was. I'm that, able to describe it so well. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, yeah. The the only thing that could come up right is a. Uh, is like a breakup of like the uh, the Vince Ari man love, and then the uh, breakup of like the Vince E man love because now he has Sloan in his life, and so Sloan has to be more important than Vince's. Oh yeah, that happened at the last season too, right? Everybody moved out. Right. Oh, that's what I was remember from last season. Though. He had that really annoying girlfriend in the first few episodes. Yeah. No, she was there the whole season. It took way too long to get rid of her. Yeah, she was there until episode. Wait, who was that? I don't remember that girl. Remember the? She was also funny looking. She looked like an alien. I, I I remember in uh, because I I was tech I was uh typing to you when I watched that all in one night right Dave yeah yeah I watched that season all in one night and my comment was she looks like an alien baby and then as I got more drunk and continued to watch Entourage I dropped such lines as what does she do for a job does looking like ET's child make you good money in L A and uh, <laughs> and and other such things I got much much meaner about this girl's outward appearance. The more drunk I got, but yeah, her yeah, character no. was pretty annoying too. Anyway, yeah, her her character was. I mean, her character was set up to be unlikable, though, right? Maybe. Like that was that was that was like the whole that was the whole game with her. But yeah, they <laughs> they broke up because she was insecure about E seeing Sloane, and then and then yeah, like and then Sloane's Sloane's name and uh, E's phone is Rupert Pupkin or something weird like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. 
Yeah, and that that made her paranoid, and she decided that the only way for for her to regain her trust with of E was that she be allowed to read his text messages and emails. And, I do uh, remember that? Yeah, she was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and at first E actually agreed to this, and then yeah, season six in general was not very good. No, I I wasn't happy with it at all. And then, yeah, and then, like, like I said, the, the only the only thing I, I see going well is like the parts of the show that are fun, which is you know how much Ari loves Vince and how much uh, E and Vince like love each other, like you know, like the, those are like the unifying fun parts of the show for me. The, the only the only drama I see in the series or in the season coming up, and I hope I'm wrong, is that these relationships that I love, like the reason I watch the show, will get stretched <laughs> and destroyed. Yeah. Uh, oh, what about the uh, what about the guy who was Ari's uh, partner? Or maybe not his partner, but he worked for Ari. Lloyd. Remember, when he was cheating on his wife. What was his name? Bob. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. The, is he still about, around? Uh, I think he's still around. The guy who played Lumberg, right? Gary Cole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also Bingo Bob on West Wing. Yeah, Lumberg and Bingo Bingo Bob. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's there to a point. But remember, uh, Barbara Miller wanted to fire him unless he could sign Aaron Sorkin. Right, that was great. Right, and then oh, he, he went to jail, though, didn't he? he? Yeah, his wife. Yeah, his wife burned his Aaron Sorkin notes like in front of him on the front lawn after she found out he was cheating, and then he got arrested for drunk driving. And then Didn't used he tried to, to run her over. Yeah, he drove the car into the house. Yeah, he drove the car yeah. into the house, and then his like one phone call from jail was to Aaron Sorkin to sign him. I think, <laughs> like he no, because like, Ari brought Aaron Sorkin in. That's right. I think it was but Ari, yeah. and then Ari brought Sorkin to jail. Right. Yeah, he broke down like crying in front of Aaron Sorkin, and Aaron Sorkin said, "Fine, I'll sign you." With him in yeah. jail. <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully, they have more Bob Saget. Every episode with Bob Saget's pretty good. Yeah, Bob Bob Saget's Bob Saget's really good for uh, for cheap yeah. He doesn't he doesn't actually do any character progression or anything like that, but he he can take a mediocre script and just turn it into gold just from being over the top Bob Saget and then I want to go back and like watch episodes of a full house <laughs> I do that every day <laughs> um, I definitely think that there needs to be more they need to have things like who was in it was it Matt Damon that was in it last year in the finale yeah Matt it was Matt Damon LeBron and uh Crap! One other person. Yeah, and Matt Damon. Like, Matt Damon's character was hilarious. Yeah, Matt Damon really creepily convinced Vince to donate like a lot of money to children, <laughs> like on the golf course, like pressured him into it. It was like, oh, just a two hundred thousand dollars check, Vince. Wow, what do you do? Wipe your ass with that money? Come on, these people actually need help. Yeah, did you watch the uh, at at the end of that episode? They do like extras, and yeah. they show him like Matt Damon calling up. He's like, "What the fuck, Vince?" Like getting really mad. Yeah. I told you one morning, and then he calls back later. He's like, Vince, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. <laughs> it was pretty Matt, hilarious. Matt Damon is fun. Did you guys catch him on uh, 30 Rock? Which one was yes, on 30 Rock? I, ju- I just watched it. The finale. He was the pilot named Carol. Yeah. It's a family name. I yeah, I remember that. I watched that today when I ate breakfast. Yeah, yeah and he, he, drops the, uh, he drops the line of... You walk if you walk briskly in a pilot's uniform, you can pretty much get anywhere you want to go. Like I've been yeah. in the White House while the Obamas are asleep, which is one of those funny things where I just kind of want to run out to a costume store and try it now. 
All right, crickets. All right. So, uh, McCann, what are your predictions for this season? Um, Dwayne Wade is going to be on as well. LeBron, Chris Bosh, Joe Johnson, Amari Stoudemire. Oh, no, I did the free agency class. Um, <laughs> my realistic prediction, there's probably going to be a whole lot of nothing that happens. Right. Which is generally what we've been seeing lately. Um, what I would like to see, which I think would be more fun, would be uh, a lot of characters like Matt Damon from last year. I'd like to see Adam Carolla get a spot on there. I, I find him hilarious. Actually, you know what? Better yet, Norm well, McDonald. Norm McDonald would be would be funny. <laughs> um, I find him entertaining. He doesn't uh, really do you? clout, though. There'd be no point in having Norm McDonald on. <laughs> to be quite honest, no, there wouldn't be. But I just think everything Norm does is hilarious. Uh, I would prefer to see uh, some controversy and some sort of like problems arise. I just don't know if that's going to happen. So they just continue living their charmed lives for 12 more episodes? That's what I think is probably going to happen. There's going to be a couple small bumps in the road. Vince might forget one of his lines or something. That'll be about it. I don't know. The show has gotten to the point where the last few seasons, not really a whole lot has actually happened. Yeah. I'm watching it, but I'm not as entertained as I was before. So. I like Entourage, but it's just not the way it used to. The last couple seasons have definitely been really, really angsty. It's kind of like watching Dawson's Creek in Hollywood, sort of. I don't know. Just, like, where you just want to trade the problems they're having with your problems kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I could see, like, I could see Ari going bankrupt or his wife walking out on him or something like that. Like, uh, like I mean, not Ari. I, I couldn't see Ari's character going into somebody who cheats on his wife because that's always been... That, that that's been that would be completely out of character, but I could see his wife leaving him for some way, or like the or the agency getting sued somehow, and Ari hitting rock bottom. I I just I don't see like a believable way for Vince to hit rock bottom and then have E get dragged down with it. Right. Or like I mean, every everything's just so stable. Like I just don't understand where the conflict's gonna come from at all. Like in, in seasons past, like you know, you knew where the conflict was. All their money was in Med E, and how are they gonna come back? You know. You know, is this is this guy going to make it? Is he going to be a big movie star? Is Mandy going to have him thrown off the film or whatever? But now it's just like, yeah. I mean, it it's it's like a really bad version of Sex in the City for men. It's just masturbation material almost. I don't know. <laughs> masturbation material is not the right word for that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember I actually did watch the pilot or the the uh, trailer for it, and they are going to show Vince filming the movie. He's apparently in a racing movie, right? Yeah, he's a. Uh, the director uh, wants him to do his own stunts. So that's the conflict in the first episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's Enzo Ferrari. Yes. Uh, I'm seeing here. Ari's trying to sell the TV rights for the NFL. Not sure how he acquired those rights. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's what I'm reading. This it says turtle. Turtle is handling being a boss. Ari is trying to sell the TV rights for the NFL, and Eric's planning his wedding. <laughs> That is wow. fighting drama too. Wow, Eric planning his wedding. That sounds really exciting. I hope that goes on for twelve episodes. <laughs> so is Roger Goodell going to uh, yeah, do guess? wedding episodes work in a in a TV show for guys? 
<laughs> Do we care? Ooh. Yeah. Because, right, every show, every sitcom has a wedding episode. I don't right. know Entourage, though. That's true. No. Did Cheers? Yes. Did Cheers ever have a wedding episode? Hmm. I don't know. I don't watch enough of Cheers to know. Did Jack and Diane get a. Uh, did they ever Jack get. Diane. What? Sam and Diane. Dan, yeah, Sam and Diane. That's, I was saying a Melon Camp song, I guess. Uh, <laughs> a little ditty. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. Yeah, did Sam and I ever get married in a wedding episode? I mean, Seinfeld didn't, but Seinfeld wasn't about anything. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wikipedia says the biggest storyline surrounding the ownership of Cheers begins in the fifth season finale. I do adieu when Sam and Diane part ways. But the fifth season wasn't the last season, though, was it? I don't think so. No, I thought uh, it, I thought it went on more. Oh, who know. does E pick as his best man? Maybe that'd be conflict. Ooh, yeah, that could be interesting for an episode. Because I could see drama and turtle. Well, no, because it's got to be Vince, right? Yeah, but drama and turtle won't be happy about it. Or maybe what if it's not Vince? Vince is really a baby. He would get really upset. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be it. Would be what if it's not Vince? I I, I think that's where it comes in. Or like Sloan. Sloan has some sort of ridiculous argument that no girl that was actually like engaged to E would ever try to have where she didn't want his wedding party to be turtle drama and Vince. Like she wanted her little brother or something to be in there. Yeah. Something stupid like that. I, I, I could see that happening, which is one of those things that no girl, once again, no girl that's engaged to E would try to have that argument. But I could see lazy writing going that direction. This is why, this is why we are not good writers for uh, <laughs> out in LA. Because we come up with bad, predictable plot lines. Well, at least we come up with plot lines. Entourage oftentimes doesn't even have one. That's true. We should bring they in. Might just, they might not even have writers. They might just improvise more. <laughs> it's like curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. Since I don't remember, and I've been pretty much just watching the last episode here while we've been going. Um, what? Where did Lloyd go? Is he back? What, what happened with him? I don't even yeah, know. so got, Ari got him back, and the sign read, Congratulations, you're a real Asian. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because okay. Ari was, like, hazing him, like like weird frat boy shit. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then he went to Adam Davies' agency, and then Ari got him back and gave him, like, as an agent with, like, a desk and a door and everything like that after he uh, paintballed up all of... Uh, I remember uh, that. All of Terrence's agency, he just tagged everybody that uh, that he was going to fire with that uh, paintball gun that looked like it was from outer space or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. So basically, it was the typical entourage season finale where everything was just back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Every everything has magically worked itself out, except in except most of the time it takes a couple episodes to build to it, and this time they're like half an hour. Crap, we got to figure out how to put all this back together again. And then they did, and you were just supposed to—you uh, were just supposed to like it. <laughs> but yeah, does uh, does Jeremy Piven actually get to sit courtside at like? If you're not a Guido, then you can get the f- out of my face. <laughs> Sorry, there was some dead air there. I had to fill it. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy Piven does. It was, I was listening to Simmons, and he was talking about. Uh, you know, if Jack Nicholson dies, what are they going to do with his seat? Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas he came up with was 
they could just like kind of rotate celebrities, make it like you know right. have a guest celebrity each time, and the how big that celebrity is would correlate to how, how important that game is. And Simmons said P- Piven would get like the bad games, <laughs> and then you put Leo in there for I don't know the Celtics or something. Right. But I mean. Would Jeremy Piven get to sit courtside though, like at all? Like I feel like he'd be like four or five rows back. He's not that big, right? I mean, he's yeah, he's not that big. He's just been in Hollywood. He forever. doesn't have anything outside of Entourage, right? He was on Ellen for a while. He was yeah. in old school. Yeah, he was in old school. Jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, he's been in. He's been in a couple movies. There's one where he was trying to be assassinated by. Uh, it's like Alicia Keys was one of the assassins. I don't know. God, I can't remember what that movie was. He was up in Lake Tahoe, in like this like sweet Lake Tahoe. There's a bunch of hookers in the room. <laughs> I can't remember. This is this is an IMDb search away, but right. Oh, I'm already there. Right. Smoking Aces. He was yep, in. Yep, Smoking Aces. That's right. Yeah. Where Scary he... Movie Three. <laughs> he was in Spider Man. Oh, TV series. Oh. <laughs> He was in Rugrats. Oh yeah. Place. He was a voice. Black Hawk Down. Was he Chucky? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. He was in Black Hawk Down, Serendipity, Rush Hour Two, The Family Man, Will and Grace. Yeah, I knew he was in The Family Man. He started opposite of Nick Cage. Very bad things. I remember that. Um. Kiss the Girls, which I believe is a Morgan Freeman movie. Yeah, it's a Morgan, it's a Morgan Freeman horror movie. Girls Point Blank, Drew Carey Show, Larger Than Life. I think that's a Bill Murray one about an elephant. Yeah, I remember him. He equals MC Squared. Never heard of. Whoa, he's oh yeah, he's a doctor in Heat. Is he? Yes. How Very old is Jeremy Piven? He was in Heat. I guess he was on the Ellen Show at about the same. Is forty four. So he was actually under 40. 45 next month. He's he was born in the best month of all, July. <laughs> See, Dave, that's another person whose birthday is in this window, Jeremy Pivens. There's there's, well, just too, there's just too much of a log jam for me to remember your birthday. He was in Say Anything. I forgot, he was in uh, he was in Seinfeld. He was the guy that played George on the pilot. Really? Yes. That would have been an entirely different show. Well, he played. He well, he played that on uh, when they created the actual pilot. He played the role of George. Right. Yeah. I mean, I he was, he was real good. I, I really liked him, and that it was kind of funny. He would have been a lot younger than Jerry and uh, Jerry and the rest of the characters. Yeah. Because he would have been. Yeah. If he's forty-four now, he would have okay, been. Here's some uh, spoilers. You want more spoilers? For Entourage. So, yeah. Since we couldn't predict everything. Yeah, sure. Let's hear it. They say Vince is going to be darker. Oh, I hate it, that, when they try to, hate it when they try that to... That may change when the movie star enters into a relationship with real-life porn actress Sasha Gray. <laughs> <laughs> that'll provide an episode of entertainment, I think. <laughs> that'll that'll be funny. Yeah. I don't like when Adrian Griner tries to act, though. No, he's terrible at it. We, we need to minimize his screen exposure. All right, they said the wedding thing. He says... Uh, don't expect lace and tool. What the hell? What's that? T U L L E. Yeah, tool. Like the the band tool, maybe. Yeah. So the creator, what's his name? This creator is saying all this. Doug Ellen 
says, this is Entourage. We, wanna, we don't want to watch a wedding, so I don't think we have to worry about the wedding episode. Very good deal. Um, and then Turtle, we remember, I forgot this, but they mentioned he's starting his own business where hot girls drive yeah. cars. Yeah, Limbo's. Limbo's, yeah. Yeah, because he went to Ari for uh, he went to Ari for uh, startup startup capital, and Ari wouldn't give it to him because he didn't have a business plan. Right. Oh, Turtle and Jamie Lynn broke up in real life. I didn't know that. Oh, those kids. It's a shame. But it says she may make a surprise return this season. Ooh, that'll be awkward. Yeah. I mean, you know, even on the set and everything. Yeah, it'd be real awkward. Do you think there's a chance that we could have Adrian Griner on the show, or Vince's character on the show, date Misha Barton as a character? On the podcast? No, no, on, uh, on Entourage. That way we could put, like, the two worst acting people on TV <laughs> from the last ten years together and just have them stand in front of the camera and be pretty and act poorly. Uh, we, it's worth a shot, right? Who do we talk to? <laughs> yeah, we'll just get Piven on the line. When I, and they should film something in Chicago. Uh no, the part of part of the show, part of the part of the reason the show works is because it's so coastal centric. <laughs> it's it's so Chicago doesn't exist, right? It's 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 like the. It's they like, could do a location shoot. They could, but why? I mean, you need a reason to go to Chicago. Because everyone loves making movies in Chicago now. And they, <laughs> yeah. And they could do a car chase or something. Right. Right, as Enzo Ferrari. I hear he was in a lot of those. Right, and that's how then they could get Obama to make a cameo. It worked perfectly. <laughs> if they go to uh if they go to like a Blackhawks game, the Chicago Chicago doesn't even have like any major stars that uh that would be like entourage worthy. Obama. Oh, yeah, Obama. That's true. He's he's pretty he's got a little bit of star power, I guess. And uh They're like people from Chicago? Oprah. Like nobody Oops, in Chicago, right? Like Vince Vaughn. Like if this was being filmed when like Jordan, Vince Vaughn's already got a cameo, isn't he? Did they just talk? I can't hear you. It just completely cut out. Yeah, I can't hear you. Well, you and I are still on here. Nate, you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, there you go. Oh, back. Jesus! Yeah, I, I can hear you too. <laughs> Vince, did Vince Vaughn make a cameo, or did they just talk about how Sloan was dating Vince Vaughn for a while? Yeah, I don't think he ever made a cameo. I think he did. The, the drama, I know Drama said he looked like Swingers Vince Vaughn, not old school Vince Vaughn. That's right. But, uh... <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, you know, if... Okay, so the, the point I was making is if uh, if this is in the early 90s, then they do a shoot in Chicago and, like, Michael Jordan walks through the set, right? Right. Like, who do you... You know, who who walks through the set now? Zambrano? Lupinella? Oprah? Yeah, Oprah. You think Oprah watches a lot of Entourage? Uh, maybe. Obama is, does. Is Springer still in Chicago? I think so. Yeah, Springer. He'd, be good. he'd be a good cameo. <laughs> Springer cameo. Um, Ozzie Gian. <laughs> you could have uh, Andy, the intern, cameo. <laughs> he's in Chicago. That's true. Um, oh, I, he's at a well-recognized... <laughs> Public yeah, figure I, I don't, this podcast. I, I don't know what uh, what the point in having a uh, a radio star appear on a uh, appear on a TV show is. But he's not <laughs> a radio star. He's just referred to by people who want to be radio stars. So right. <laughs> oh well, everybody gets their fifteen minutes somehow. Yeah, you know Vince could do like a Ferris Bueller type thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. 
I think that would be best. I think that they should have I each... Ferris Bueller. I think each episode this year should just be a spoof of a movie. They could have <laughs> one where, like, Ari doesn't show up, he plays hooky from the set, and it would just be, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They could have one where they leave E by himself, and it would be, like, Home Alone. <laughs> they could have one where, uh... They could have one where they have a genie with three wishes. It could be, like, Aladdin. Well, that's, uh, um, that's a little fetch there. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be half animated, but... They, they, they could have one where E is a mermaid that really wants to marry a prince. And, and then he could sing Under the Sea. <laughs> right, in Part of Your World. Yes. Um, wow, if, uh, if Ari plays hooky from work, can we have it with him trying to sign sign the guy who plays Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off the whole time? Yes. Well, that's the thing. They'd have to have someone from the movie in it, too. Right, right. So, he'd have, so he'd have to sign Cameron. He would stay home alone by himself, or he'd get left home, and then and then like old the, man Marley would come by, the guy that, that they thought was salt had a thing of salt with dead bodies in it. Uh, he would be in the episode. I think it would be better. Or the pigeon lady if it was in New York. They I could think go home. And one of them could get stuck and then hang out with the pigeon lady. <laughs> yes. I think it'd be much better if Ian Macaulay Culkin just hung out for an episode. Is he still alive? I don't know. Yeah, he was in Kings. He was in Kings, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's like kind of dark and creepy now, I think. Yeah, he's also yeah. goofy. A lot of funny looking people on TV these days. I thought he did. I thought he did actually have depression issues, though. Maybe I'm just associating him with his character in Kings. No, yeah, I think he did. I think he was into drugs and all that. Did the whole child actor stereotypical? I can't wait until I can't wait until I go into my child actor fall. <laughs> From this podcast, you think? This right, is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was just the fame's uh, going to get to your head, and your parents are going to steal the money, and just yeah, just too much fame too fast, and I just didn't grow up. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to play. <laughs> Yeah, never had a childhood. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Macaulay Culkin is in is rumored to be on in pre in Service Man, which is in pre production, set to be released in 2011. Um, Service Man is also down three percent in popularity this week. <laughs> this thing in pre production, which may or may not have Macaulay Culkin. All right, and it looks like it's going to be released in Britain, even. So we're never even going to see it. We're not what? So we're never, we're never even going to see it unless we make a point of uh, trying to find the Macaulay Culkin movie. So, yeah. Are we done? Yeah. All right, I was trying to find something to play us out with. All right. Chris, you got anything to add? Go banana. Bananas of the world unite. Banana split. Go grapefruit. Go banana. Um, I don't know. I'm pumped <laughs> for Entourage, and it's going to be fun when we hang out next weekend, Nate. It will be fun. We'll, uh, we'll live it up. How was, uh... Oh, we can talk to this off there. I was going to ask you how our friend was doing that came in and visited us this weekend. I'm I'm out backwards. 
I can play that with the Simpsons. All right, let's do it. Maybe. Go apple. Go orange. Go banana. What the hell was that? <laughs>